Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey there, awesome. Welcome back to the C Word Podcast. Today, I want to talk about something reasonably personal or a personal perspective of mine and some of my own experiences working in an agency or agencies as a creative or as a designer. Now, first off, not all creatives have worked in an agency and that's a-okay. Everyone's career evolves differently and there's no one career path for creatives, I don't think, or really for anyone. But I think it's interesting for designers in particular, those who work in, I suppose, brand-led disciplines, whether that be graphic design, web design, copywriting, brand strategy. There's essentially two groups, if you like. There are those that have worked in an agency in one way or another. So that could be that they've had been employed in that role or for some they have freelanced. So freelancing is in many ways like being an employee. Not exactly the same, but there are similar things. Or there are those that maybe graduated or at some point in their life have decided that they want to explore design as a career and they're going to potentially self-learn, who go straight into their own business. They essentially bypass or circumnavigate, if you like, the agency employment experience. And I sometimes ponder on how that differs, how that experience might be different, if at all. So for me, I have very particular experiences working in an agency, some of which I think really set me up for being in my business and some of which really were attitudes and experiences and beliefs even that I've had to dismantle as I've gone into my own creative business. What I think differs between those two camps, those two groups of people, is the mindset that they have rather than the actual lived experience. And that is to do with an employee mindset versus a business owner mindset. And I think you can be one and have the mindset of the other, if that makes sense. So for example, you can be a business owner, but you can still be behaving like an employee, have the mindset, if you like, of an agency employee. Or conversely, you can work in an agency and have very much a business owner mindset which I think changes some of your attitudes and your approaches to what you do. So for me, this podcast is really about what I had to, and then maybe what you might have to unlearn from being an employee, from having that employee mindset, regardless maybe of whether you've worked in an agency or not, in order to graduate, grow up into being a creative business owner. 
And then also some of the things you might need to learn as a business owner, particularly if you didn't work in an agency or haven't had exposure to some of the business side of things. Because I think many of designers in particular kind of get locked up in the studio and don't really get exposure to other aspects of the business other than the creative part of it. So in this episode, I said it was maybe a little bit personal and it's personal in the sense of I'll share my resume. (laughs) I won't go in. I won't bore you with the details, but I will talk a little bit about my own journey that has taken me to the point of being a creative business owner. So where I started out, the agency journey I went through, and then I'll talk a bit about what I gained in that through those experiences and also what I had to unlearn from my agency experiences, where I had to change some of my beliefs, some of my mindset to get more of what I wanted into and out of my business. So first off, it might surprise you to learn that I did an English degree. So when I finished my A-levels, I was kind of deciding, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? And I didn't really know. So at school, I was a bit of what you might call an all-rounder. So I did love English. I loved writing. I loved language. So I really enjoyed that part of my education. I loved art too. So I loved creating and producing But I also, weirdly, maybe it's weirdly, when I do say this, people often sort of like look at me strangely, I loved maths. So I loved those more sciencey subjects too. And I think maybe it was the sort of the juxtaposition between the open-endedness and the opportunity of maybe the creative arts, art and creative writing where there are so many possibilities to something like maths where there's it's black and white there's one answer it's right or it's wrong so I liked all of those things so when I finished my A-levels I was kind of like well what am I doing now what what am I going to do and I so I chose what probably at the time was what I thought was my favorite strongest subject and I decided to study English so if I went to Bristol Uni in the UK and spent three years reading writing discussing literature which was great which was cool however when that came to an end I needed to decide what I was going to do what was I going to do for a job so I started looking around and applying for jobs and ended up by complete accident in a design agency, a packaging agency. And the job that I went into was client service. So my job was to be the project manager, process manager, relationship manager, if you like, for clients. But when I got into that, I quickly realized that what I loved and really wanted to be a part of was the design studio. Loved working with those guys really felt inspired by the process of creating. So whilst I was working in that job, I also went on and did a postgrad in in graphic design, a graduate diploma. So I was kind of doing the course and learning on the job as well, which was a really 
brilliant experience. So then when I graduated, I stayed with that agency for a period of time and worked in packaging. And packaging, can I just say, is an amazing area as a designer. So I think it's one of those design disciplines where you learn so much. You know, it teaches you about print, it teaches you about 3D design, it teaches you about confining yourself to a limited surface area, to really instantaneous and shorthand communication. It's brand orientated, you know, most consumer goods are very brand orientated. So it was a really good learning ground, let's say for me. So from there, I went from that boutique agency into a a much bigger agency that had a more global footprint. They had offices in London and they had offices in Bath in the south of England. And I might have mentioned before that I quite quickly got taken under the wing of one of the strategy directors there. And over a period of time, I moved from design, pure design, into more of a strategy role. And I loved it. It was a turning point for me. And that really became the main focus for the rest of my career, really. And when I moved to Australia, I moved into an in-house design role for a period of time. So lots of different kinds of learnings there, working within a corporate, in this case, it was an IT company, and doing all of their design work. And then finally into a big global brand consultancy and agency in Sydney, where I essentially stayed and worked in the strategy department, if that's what you'd call it, and then moved into directorship and management roles. And that was the last role I had before I then went on to have my kids and then decide that really I wasn't going to go back into agency. There were and we'll talk about the unlearnings, (laughs) there were things in my mind that I felt just didn't go with having a family, a young family, and working in an agency. So it was at that point, that new turning point, another turning point, that I decided that what was right for me was to have my own creative business. So in working in agency, I would say that it's not, it certainly was never all negative. So even though in this podcast, I do want to talk about the things that I felt I needed to unlearn, there was also so much that I gained from working in a boutique agency environment and then a big global environment that I think really set me up well for the evolution of my business, working for myself, that I think it's important to reflect on as well. So what did I gain? Well, The first thing, and I think the biggest thing, was I gained mentorship. So I was mentored, and I can look back now and recognize points in my career in an agency where certain people helped me move in the directions that I wanted to move in. For example, the strategy director encouraged me to move more into a strategy-type role. So having access in a really more, perhaps a more formalized way to mentoring was a real positive for me, but also learning to be a mentor throughout that experience in agency, whether as a senior designer 
or as a team leader, I have learned to be a coach and a mentor to others, which I may not have learned had I not been in that more corporate environment. The other thing that I learned or the skill that I gained was discipline. Working in an agency or working in any business, really, there are certain commitments that you need to make. You need to meet your deadlines. If you say you're going to do something, you need to do it. You need to get up every day, go to work and deliver on what your job requires of you. And having that level of discipline, that drive to get the job done and that sense of responsibility has really helped me in my business. Now, I'm not saying for a moment that people who have always worked for themselves don't have discipline. But for me, I can see how that was a skill that I honed and that I took through into my own business. The other opportunity that I gained was working with so many different types of clients, different types of people, the good, the bad, and indeed the ugly, not not the unattractive ugly, but the difficult to work with, challenging to work with people. And that requires all kinds of different levels of flexibility and adaptability and skills to deal with those different people, but also working in lots of different industries and businesses of all shapes and sizes. So dealing with very, very senior people and presenting to them, and then also working with more junior people within client businesses who needed more support and more handholding. The other thing that I gained was all the contacts and the network. Within agency, you build a wide network of contacts. It was the biggest thing for me in moving around and and growing my career because I was more often than not headhunted into different roles. So I was approached by other agencies or recruitment agencies to consider different roles. And that's really how I moved around. I very rarely applied for and interviewed for a job. You know, it's quite a small knit little industry in design, particularly in Australia, in Sydney. So you get to know all of the people. And that's generally how people tend to move around. It was how I moved around. So having that network was really powerful for me. And then I sort of brought that out of my corporate life into my own business. I still had a lot of contacts and a lot of people that really helped me build my client base and my supplier base. The other thing for me that I gained was a breadth of skills. So particularly in the in-house role that I was in, I could be doing anything from digital work, working with websites, to design for print, large format design, or brochures. There were so many different things I was doing. Sometimes I even got involved in organizing events and doing graphics for events. So it really did expose me to a wide breadth of skills that, had I focused in really early on, I may not have had. Or if I'd chosen to stay in packaging for all of my career, which which some designers do, they really specialize in that area. But I felt that I gained a lot of, hold on for the cliched, transferable skills. I gained a lot of transferable skills that I can now use in my business. I've got a good grounding of lots of different disciplines. A big thing that I gained, which I do appreciate that a lot of my clients are looking to learn and looking to acquire is business acumen. 
So particularly in the leadership roles as I came to the back end of my corporate journey was exposure to recruitment and team management and business development and growth and planning, goal setting and the financial side of the business. So whether that be profitability or cash flow, there were lots of things from a broader business perspective that I learned about and had exposure to and had responsibility for that then I could immediately pick up and refer to in my business. The other thing I learned is that it's not personal and I think for designers you put so much of yourself into your work that sometimes it can feel very personal when maybe your work isn't well received or your design isn't chosen. But in an agency, it's much more of a collaborative atmosphere. We wouldn't be human if there wasn't some level of competitiveness. But most of the time, particularly in a big studio, it would be very rare that no one else touches your work from beginning to end, that you see it all the way through. There will be other people who pick up, put down the job, the project, as it progresses. It's never your work and you can't get precious about that. So there might be a team of you that are working on the initial concept, then there might be someone else who then picks that up to develop it. You'll probably hand it over to an art worker at some time. There might be an illustrator that gets involved. There might be a freelancer that comes in at some point because the studio's at capacity. There are lots of different hands and skill sets that touch a project. So not getting too precious or personal about the work. Of course, you care about the work, you put a lot of yourself into it, but separating yourself from it in some ways and and not becoming too emotional around it, I think is a useful skill to have. And then the final thing is client service. So in working in agency, you know, when you work with other big companies, teams of people who have certain expectations about how their business is going to be looked after, about how the project is going to run, about the outcomes they're going to get, you learn a lot of best practice, I guess, around how to look after and service the client. So my perspective in working with other creative businesses is that maybe they don't always have all of those opportunities to gain this kind of experience. So these might be skills that they need to acquire, to learn. And of course, all skills can be acquired and learned, but it's areas that they might need to put some focus on. They may need to look outside of the business. If they're a solo business, but they want to continue to be mentored, they want to continue to grow their creative craft, or they want to gain these business skills, they may not have those opportunities for mentoring in the same way that you would in an agency, or developing some of the business skills, which is so important, you may need to look outside to build up those skills. So obviously I gained a lot from working in an agency or agencies, and I recognize that. However, there were also, on reflection, things over the seven years that I've been in my business now that I needed to untrain myself or let go of in order to make bigger steps 
and to progress in the way that I wanted to progress. And I think as much as there are skills you need to learn as a creative business owner, there are definitely potentially hang-ups or beliefs or attitudes that you might be holding on to that you need to recognize and let go of or move on from. And the first big one for me, which I have talked about, and I will have talked about most of these at one point or another, the first one is productivity. And the idea that every hour spent should be billable. Anything that isn't billable is somehow a waste of time. And I think this comes from that agency experience of timesheets and essentially having to justify and have all of your hours scrutinized. So you're always working to the clock, essentially. So how many hours did you spend on that project? How many hours did you spend on that project? Does that align with how much time was allowed? Were we profitable? Were we not profitable? They're the kinds of conversations that go on. And as a brand-led creative in an agency, and by that I mean anything from a web designer or developer, a graphic designer, a copywriter, a strategist, any of those producers, let's say, those billable people are in a position where their time is charged. And therefore, your value becomes very tied up with how billable you are. But of course, in your own business, that becomes counterintuitive. Because all of a sudden, it's essential that you have non-billable time. Because it's essential that you invest time in yourself, in regaining balance, in growing your business, in marketing your business, in nurturing relationships, in doing the admin, billing the work, chasing the payments, some of those things. So you go from an environment where you're told that you need to be, in inverted commas, productive all of the time, i.e. billable, to an environment where you really need to make time to not be billable and make that work within your business so you can still be profitable. And that in itself is a challenge. And then what I see and what I have felt is a lot of guilt that comes up around that. You feel guilty if you're not working on directly on client projects or billable revenue generating time or activities. So I think that's a really important one that I had to get to grips with in my business, that it was actually damaging to think that I always had to be productive. It was counterproductive, (laughs) unproductive. The second one, and I know I talk about this a huge amount, and this is so important to me because I believe this is pivotal for a lot of brand-led creatives, and that is the idea that strategy is for the academics. And by academics, I mean the thinkers within the business, the clever people that get labelled with that strategy word in their title the strategy directors, the strategy consultants, the brand consultants, whatever you want to call them, there is this unseen divide between the thinkers and the doers. And they are the ones that do the thinking, the producers, the copywriters, the designers, the developers, they are the ones that do the doing. So then coming into your own business, you may come into it with a mindset of, I do doing 
That's what I sell. That's what I offer. I don't do strategy. So you're missing out on this huge and amazing opportunity to make strategy part of your business. And that is making you more valuable, increasing your earning potential, enhancing and elevating your perception as a business and a brand, and increasing the impact of the work that you do. So for me, I needed to recognize that in my business, particularly in the early days where I was focusing much more on the creative and the doing, that that wasn't mutually exclusive from the strategy, that the two, of course, the two fit very beautifully and amazingly together, but I could, with authority and believably, be both. And I think I hear from a lot of designers, oh, I'm not strategic. I actually asked my community once, do you see yourself as strategic? The overwhelming response was, I haven't got a strategic bone in my body. I don't do strategy or I couldn't charge for strategy. No, I don't feel comfortable offering that to my clients, which I found so interesting and to me was a huge missed opportunity, but it's an opportunity, which is amazing. So that's a big one. And that was a big one for me, even though strategy was a very significant part of what I did in corporate, it took me a while to find a comfortable place for it in my own business and for me to charge for it in the way that I should be charging for it. The other thing that I really needed to unlearn and let go of, and this has perhaps been my biggest challenge in business, is that creative is not about the person, it's about the creative work. So that's essentially the message in agency, that it's all about the work, it doesn't matter who did it, it's not important that the client builds a relationship with the creative. It's not even important that they get to meet or know who that creative is. There's this real separation of the creative person and personality and the work that's output. So there's a psychological separation, but there's a physical separation as well in the sense that very often creatives, designers in agencies are put in the studio there you go, you're in the studio and you don't really need to come out of that studio. I've worked in agencies where the designers don't even meet the client. They certainly don't present their own work. So there's this idea that you are not important in the creative process, that your work is important and your output and that beautiful result is important, but you as a creative persona, as the personality behind that don't influence the outcome, which isn't true. And it's even less true when it's your own business. This is exactly what is happening when I see all these amazing designers, Instagram feed after Instagram feed of beautifully crafted renders and work and no amount of digging with a hammer and a chisel can find the person behind the work because there's this sense of I'm not important to it. I need to just put up my work for scrutiny, but I have no importance in that, which is so wrong because it's not your work that sets you apart. It's you. Your work doesn't make you unique. Your work is not unique. Sorry, bad news. I almost guarantee that 
there are plenty of other designers out there doing work that's just as good as yours and in many ways probably fairly similar to yours. You know, there's a handful of designers who are real innovators, who are out there on the edge doing something completely different. For the rest of us, we're working really alongside our peers and all doing great stuff. But what really sets us apart is ourselves. And coming to that realisation for me, stepping out from behind my work, stepping out from within the studio was a process. But it has been a real eye-opener and it's been really important to my progression as a business owner. The other thing that was a really important one to unlearn (laughs) was this idea, this statement even, that probably gets repeated all the time. And someone even said it to me quite recently that the client is paying the bills, so they are always right. Wrong, actually, (laughs) because the client isn't always right in the sense that they don't always know what the right creative outcome is for what they want to achieve. Otherwise, they might as well be designing it themselves. They have come to you for a reason. It is your job to push them and maybe not push them hard, (laughs) to gently usher them in the direction of the right solution or one of the right solutions because there's never one solution it's not maths I think the idea that whatever the client wants goes is flawed in many ways it's flawed because I then don't think the client gets a great outcome but it's also flawed because you don't get to produce work that you believe in and that you're proud of and that's not the point the point of being in business is not just to serve the client, regardless of whether your needs and your creative standards are met. You have the right to stand up for your work and to work with clients who have a level of respect and are invested in what you're going to produce for them. They trust you. So no, the client's not always right because they're paying the bills. They're paying you to get them to a great outcome. Totally different. But there is in big agencies where you've got big clients and big dollars, very often a fear of upsetting the client. We can't stand up to the client. We've got to do exactly what they want. And that scarcity and fear mentality can very often stay with designers into their own business. I think the other thing that's a real cultural norm in the creative industry, which is problematic and potentially quite damaging, and I think has had a long-term impact on the industry as a whole and keeping good people in the industry and preventing creative burnout is this idea of work hard, play hard. I think in the creative industry and in lots of industries, I could think of lots of professional services industries where this also rings true, that you need to be really putting in the hours and feeling the pain and sweating the blood and the tears to be really showing your commitment to that industry it's just accepted we work lots of hours we are always here into the small hours it's hard work but we're really social and we play hard too and it's this identity that I think a lot of people in the creative industry live with that that's what it's about we socialize a lot we have fun but we're working hard too and that's seen as a good thing but it doesn't have to be like that 
It doesn't have to be hard work, fast paced, lots of hours, because it's not sustainable. And I think that leads into another mindset that creativity is hard, that it requires lots of brains. You know, you've got to have the brains trust on on it to find the solution. And it's got to have lots of hours thrown at it. And there's got to be this big reveal, you know, the hundred page deck explaining to the client all of the strategy and the thinking and the hours that have gone into this. We've got to have 20 people, you know, an entourage turn up to share this work and explain this work. And there's some drama, you know, there's a bit of drama identity around the creative industry. You know, there's lots of swooning and arm flapping that goes around it. But creative work doesn't have to be hard. If it takes you five minutes to solve it in the shower, amazing, brilliant. It took you five minutes because of all of your experiences, education and knowledge that you've built up over time because of your skill and your ability. Time invested is not a reflection of the quality of the outcome. Heartache, blood, sweat and tears do not have a direct correlation to the value or the quality of the output. But I think in creative agency, there is that sense that we really had to extract this outcome that it took a huge amount of effort to get us here. It's almost that mentality of justifying the fee. The other thing which bugs me a little bit because I think there's this real labeling or pigeonholing of creatives that they're not organized or that they don't have good attention to detail or they're not businessy. So the designers are put in a studio and their job is to do the work and output the solution in creative terms, but they need other people around them to manage them. They can't do the business stuff. They couldn't look at a spreadsheet. They can't manage their own profitability. They can't manage their own time. They can't multitask. I think very often that's the mindset in an agency that you've got to surround the designers, wrap them up in cotton wool and surround them with people that will keep them on task. So then I think when those designers come into their own business, they're carrying some of that baggage. Oh, well, I'm not businessy. Oh, I don't do money. I don't do spreadsheets. I don't do numbers. I don't do process. I don't can't organize myself. I can't deal with the client, which is simply not true. Designers are not different to other people. All people are different and all people have different skill sets. But generally speaking, the necessary skills can be learned. And it's opening up your mind to that learning and not being held back by stories and age-old myths that are created within an industry. I'm good at numbers. I'm pretty good at spreadsheets. I probably know my way around a spreadsheet just as well as the next person. Getting into that sense of, I don't need other people around me necessarily to keep me organized, that I can put the processes in place myself, was another shift for me in my business. But some of those stories do knock around, right? And the final thing, which again, I think is a little bit cultural within agency, is this idea that creativity is a task. It's a job to be done. So you get up in the morning, you get dressed, you get on the train, you go into the city to your agency, you sit at your desk, switch on your Mac, 
read your creative brief for that day, you do your nine to five, you produce the output that was specified on the brief, job done, home we go, probably not at five, probably much later than that. But your day's work is done and you're essentially creative between the hours of nine to five because it's a job, right? It's the same as being an accountant and you come in and you crunch the numbers. You do the spreadsheet or a carpenter and you go in that day and you're doing the framing or, or laying the floor. Whatever it is you're doing, you're completing a task. And I think for me, that was a real mindset shift to recognize within my own business that creativity is a mindset that I needed to nurture. I needed to look after my creative self to recognize and work with my most creative times. Look at the things that inspired my creativity and do more of those to create space for myself. In the early days, I was like, oh, I'm just not getting these jobs done. Why am I overrunning on my client projects? Well, it's pretty simple. I just wasn't necessarily creative within certain hours. And I needed other things to bolster my creativity. So by recognizing that, that it's not a tap that I can switch on and off, I became so much more, dare I say, productive in a positive way, guilt-free, in my business. So now I don't work on a Friday. If I do, it's not really going to be anything, no heavy lifting, nothing big. Wouldn't start a new creative project on a Friday because I know if I've worked all week, I don't have much creative energy left by Friday. So I let myself off the hook. I don't expect too much of myself on that day. So I've learned to work around my creative flow and not expect myself to produce within specific hours of business. So what do you think? What have your thoughts been while you've listened to this? Is there anything where you resonate? Did you work in a creative agency and now you're working for yourself and you think, actually, yes, there are some things I need to unlearn. There is some baggage perhaps or... You didn't work in agency. You didn't make that choice. You went straight into your own business, but maybe there are some skills around business acumen, client management, financial management, mentoring that you might need to develop and grow and find ways of investing in yourself to build that skill set. Did you move between different career paths? Did you start as a designer and move somewhere else or vice versa? let me know. Hit me up in my DMs on Instagram, which is probably where I hang out the most, because I'm always super interested to know what other people's experiences have been. And I just want to let you know too, my creative business incubator is launching in October 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. Hopefully it's before that. So the waitlist is currently open. And really that is about setting all of the foundations for your creative business. So whether you're working in an agency or have worked in an agency and now you're in your own business and you recognize that there is a shift that you need to make from employee mindset into your business and that you want to make sure that you are doing all the things of giving yourself not only the best chance of success, but also to create a business that works for you. You have the clients and you're doing the work and you've got the cash flow that makes it all worthwhile. Or maybe you're 
starting your business and you didn't have that agency experience, but you want to make sure that you have some of that business acumen and that mentorship to underpin your business. Or maybe you've been in your business for a while and you feel you've done everything you can do yourself, but you know there's more and there is always more and you'd like to see how far you can take it. And in that container of eight weeks, I focus on what I see as the creative business compass. So all of the things that really get you on and keep you on track as a creative business owner. And that is yourself, your mindset, how you approach your business, your strategy, so your internal strategy, your branding, your positioning, your solution, so how you package what you do. What are you offering? How are you selling strategy to your clients? How are you monetizing that? Your studio, how do you get things ticking along, running well, so there aren't all of those late nights, we're not working all of the hours and feeling creatively burned out by it all. Service, have that really meaningful, productive, positive relationship with the clients. How to manage clients in the process so it doesn't become overwhelming, so it feels good for everyone. And then we also focus on scale. What do you need to do in your agency to build your profile, to keep attracting clients that you want to work with, and really to get some momentum in your business? So we look at all those different facets in the incubator, and it's awesome. It's all of the good stuff that I've learned in my career and helping other creatives just like me to do the same thing. So jump on the wait list. I would love to have you. It's fun. We have fun. I'm fun. So check it out. If you go to my website, which is beckhughes.com and then forward slash creative hyphen business hyphen incubator, or you can just go to the homepage and you'll find it up in the menu navigation. So that's it. It was a big one today. There was lots to talk about. It felt good to talk about some of my past experiences. I hope you gleaned something from that. Maybe it resonated with you. Maybe it was just completely the opposite to your experience. Either way, I'd love to know. So last thing I'd like to say is have an amazing week. Have an amazing day. Thank you again for listening. And I'll chat to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.